Welcome to Rise Up with Orion. Thank you so much for joining our latest episode. We are so excited to introduce a new presenter to you today. She is an old friend of mine. We're crossing paths again. So excited to have her here. This is our presenter, Anne Forrester. She's a writer, actress, model, and once upon a time, a television journalist. She has landed roles in film, TV, commercials, and national print campaigns such as Intel and Wrangler Workwear. Anne studied broadcast journalism and political science, graduating with honors from Southern Utah University. Anne worked at NBC TV as an NBC TV affiliate in Salt Lake City as an investigative producer and general assignment reporter. Her work has been recognized by the Society of Professional Journalists and appeared on NBC's Dateline. Always wanting to learn more, Anne went on to earn her Master's of Arts in Teaching for Western Governors University. She's published two children's books, which I'm so excited to admit that I have read, um, that she shares to encourage childhood literacy. Anne has held state and local pageant titles and uses her voice to inspire others to learn, lead, and lift to make a difference in their community. Anne, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and just kind of continue the conversations that you've had with past guests. So thank you again. Absolutely. For those of you that are regulars on our podcast, last month we talked to two of our coaches about habits and building successful habits. But Anne, I know you're going to talk about it. Unfortunately, not all habits are successful, which is why we're talking about disappointment and defeat, but how to be successful. So let's kind of start there. Exactly. Disappointment is something that you're going to encounter in life. It's just part of life. So while we have these great aspirations and goals and we have these habits we want to keep building, it's important to recognize that you may encounter setbacks, challenges, and it may not always turn out the way you want it to. So the message I want to share today is disappointment over defeat, where disappointment is healthy. It can actually fuel us to continue to keep learning and growing, and that's what we want to do. However, you don't want that disappointment to turn into defeat. That is defeat is is final and that means that you've stopped trying and stopped trying to grow so we want to avoid that feeling of defeat and really let disappointment fuel us and there's things that we can do to handle those feelings of disappointment uh, and first i want to talk about what disappointment is because it's kind of a complex mm -hmm. emotion and you may feel a mix of sadness or anger and the definition I like to use of disappointment is when you have this expectation, this aspiration, and it falls short and your reality doesn't matches up. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you're gonna feel that disappointment. But there's ways that we can handle it. And one thing that I wanna share is that when you encounter disappointment, that you can use it to keep going. And that's the message I think that comes from disappointment is keep going, keep trying. And yeah, we'll get into some ways when you have how you can create, you know, ways that you can handle it because it's tough. It's tough feeling those feelings. Yes, exactly. One of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, a quote that I've posted recently that kind of failure or disappointment means that you're trying. Um, one of those, if you're, if you're not, reaching any of those stumbling blocks, if you will, or, you know, setbacks, 
you're not trying. So again, perfection is nothing but an image, you know, and no one is perfect. So I think, you know, that's fantastic on, you know, exactly what you're saying is we've all been there. And, you know, unfortunately it's affected all of us in different ways, whether it be raising a family like we do, our career, our jobs, or just our personal growth, you know, depending exactly. on where we are within our life. So Exactly. And I love what you said about trying. I think there is power in effort. Even if you don't achieve that, that goal or aspiration, it doesn't mean that you won't ever achieve that, but you can look at that effort. And I think effort is powerful. Um, one thing about effort is that it not only produces results, it may not be the achieved results, um, but it fuels you. And when you take a look at your effort, you can adapt and change and maybe redirect your course. And so that's one of the, one, um, you know, takeaway that I hope people, you know, take from this is that your effort needs to be celebrated. Even if you didn't achieve that goal, celebrate that effort. Uh, that's amazing. Some people don't even try. So the mm -hmm. fact that you are putting in that effort to achieve that goal, that's something worth celebrating. Yeah, even if you just set the goal, <laughs> you know, again, those little teeny baby steps just to set the goal and get started, um, even if you didn't get there. Um, so, Anne, have you expressed disappointment and how did you handle that? So if I, I dare ask a personal question. Yeah, no, I have experienced disappointment many times. I think we all have in, in one way or another. And my background and experience comes from television news acting and my involvement in pageantry and those are three industries where you have to be comfortable hearing the word no and facing and dealing with disappointment in acting when i go into an audition i can't control the outcome of that audition it may be something the director is looking for it may be a look it you know it could be a variety of different things i can't control that outcome but one thing that's important to remember is that when you achieve a when you set out a goal, uh, have a, a success metric in your mind and create that so that when you go into a process of achieving a goal or working towards something that you want to accomplish, you can still define your success by having that success metric. And that's what I've done in my life. I've learned to do that in my life <laughs> because I have encountered, you know, not getting the audition. Um, I've held state and local titles and I've competed at na the national level and I understand what it's like when you don't achieve that goal and it's important to realize that there are ways that you can still come out a winner even if that aspiration wasn't quite reached and that's why I think it's so important to ex to set a success metric for yourself. Yeah, and one of the things that I'm thinking about and of course so many of this you learn throughout life experience but when you're talking about success metric, we're not sell it, set, talking about setting your expectations really low for yourself, <laughs> you know, where, you know, you're going to be disappointed no matter what. So I might as well set the bar really low for myself. So again, talk a little bit about that on, you know, examples of success metrics and not just not believing in yourself and setting the metric too low. <laughs> right. No, I'm so glad you brought that up. They're two totally different things. Defining your success metric is not lowering expectations, <laughs> not believing in yourself. Uh, you don't want to do that. But defining your success metric is focusing on what you can control. And like I said, when I've gone into 
auditions, when I've gone into pageant interviews, that's an area of competition in pageantry. I can't control the outcome 100% because I'm dealing with someone else. I'm dealing with another party, whether it's judges, whether it's a director. And so I can focus on what I can control. And that's so important when setting your success metric. So focus on what you can control. When I go into a pageant interview, I set my success metric as what is the message I want to share? What are the things I want to get across? I can control that. I can share my message, why I want that particular title. And that way I feel that if I achieve those things, I walk out a winner. Whether or not the judge likes me, whether or not they felt a connection with me, I can still walk out a winner because I've achieved my success metric and sharing what I can control. And another thing is you're in control of the input. And so when you give it your 100%, give it your all, you're controlling that input. So no matter what the outcome is, you can still walk away a winner because you gave it your all. I think that's the definition of success is giving it your all, putting forth your best foot in whatever your goal or aspiration is. And when you do that, you'll still come out successful because those are the things you can control. And so when I have done a national pageant or when I've done an audition, I focus on, do I know my lines, my sides? Do I convey the right emotion, the emotion I wanna portray? So I can control those things. So no matter what the outcome is, I walk out knowing that I achieved what I wanted to with that particular experience. And I think when you focus on what you can control, because so much of life is out of our control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we exactly. all know that from the last couple of years. So mm -hmm. I think when you focus on your effort, like I said, effort's powerful. Focus on your effort, your input, and set mini goals, small wins. I like to refer to them as those small wins are so important. It's a small win. If I go in and I know all my sides and perform it to the best of my ability. So those small wins should be celebrated. That effort should be celebrated. And then when you walk away from that experience, even if your aspiration was up here, mm -hmm. you can still celebrate those small wins and then use that in your next experience. We want to be growing. We want that trajectory going upward and forward towards our goal. So use that and, and take a look. You know, if you didn't quite achieve what you wanted to, take some time for reflection and see, is there something that, you know, I can change? Can I pivot my behaviors mm -hmm. and then keep trying, go again? Yeah, I was going to bring up kind of the emotional part of that as well, you know, so you're putting all the effort in, but at the same time, um, we can control our reaction, we can control how we learn from that and the reflection. So bringing that emotional piece to the table as well, because we can control how we re reacted when, you know, you don't get a part or you don't, you know, meet the goal or whatever, or you maybe you're trying to lose weight and you don't lose the amount of weight, we can control our reaction to that to start to reflect. So that's probably where you were going to go with that is kind of how do how do we deal with disappointment? How do we deal with those things on, you know, how we reflect and learn and grow and thrive from that? Exactly. Uh, and like I said, you know, disappointment's complex. So you may feel a lot of different emotions and that's okay. I think it's so important after we fall short or we encounter that stumbling block, take a breath, just take mm -hmm. a moment and let yourself feel those things because that's 
part of human nature. And I think you want to deal with those emotions and, and just take a beat, you know, if you will, yeah. and just kind of take a breather and let yourself feel that before you go into that stage of reflection. I think it's just so important. Um, you know, when I've encountered disappointment, maybe it's, um, you know, competing in a pageant or going for a part I really wanted, or, you know, when I'd work on air so many times, my live shots did not go as planned. <laughs> and I, you know, and it was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, that wasn't, it didn't go how I saw it in my mind. And, right. um, you know, so I think it's a moment, just take time for yourself to feel those emotions and, and just deal with that. And sometimes, you know, it might take days, it might take weeks, depending on what your goal is. Um, you know, just be kind to yourself. I think that's important to so, show some self-compassion and just take a breath. I think that's the first step. And then, you know, celebrate that effort and reflect. And then you're kind of in the right headspace to look back, um, which can be hard depending on your goal or aspiration or, you know, where you fell short. It, it's hard to take a look inward sometimes, but I think after you've taken that beat, take some time for reflection. And it's important to not beat yourself up. You know, that's where that self-compassion comes in. Um, because I mean, all throughout our lives, we are learning and growing. You know, hindsight's 2020. It's so easy to look back and be like, oh, if I just would have done this or, you know what I mean? But yes. <laughs> we're in this stage of like growth. Yeah, we've all done it. We've all been there. So, you know, I think, um, you know, take that time for reflection and look and, and make a note of where did I succeed? Where were my small wins in this experience? And then it might take a, a pivot or a change in behaviors for you to try again. You can change your course. Uh, nothing is set in stone. So if you found that some things worked for you and some things didn't, it's okay to change and make those changes and pivot those behaviors. Um, you know, and, and one thing that I have learned too is that when you hear no, or, you know, not right now, you're not the right fit, so many things we hear, um, it doesn't mean never. For, it doesn't yeah, mean that forever. It, it's never mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. It just means you know, not at this moment. And I think timing is really important with our goals. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we need that time to be refined and grow and learn things. And it's about enjoying the journey too. Sometimes we're so focused on that goal that mm -hmm. we kind of forget these small wins and learning experiences and opportunities along the way. And it's mm -hmm. so important that that's, that's where the life and change happens is in that. So although we have these high goals and aspirations, it's so important to, you know, focus on that journey and, and what did you accomplish in that? Exactly. Know, make those changes. But yeah, I'm all about celebrating those small wins, you know, because mm -hmm. that's going to fuel you to make those changes. Yes. And even though you may not see them right then and there, you know, when you hear a hard no or you didn't see the number you wanted as your success metric, again, it's so hard to see what those I call them victory laps. I talk about that with my staff a lot. What's your victory lap in this? Because of course they're completely defeated, if you will. But the reality is, is there's still a victory lap that they can take, you know, and we can, as you said, pivot and keep going. Um, so Anne, in your experience, and you know, if I dare say in your disappointments that you've had, how do you step back out there after disappointment and keep going? 
you know, when defeat might be looming over your head. What are your strategies to get back out there? You know, I think it's, that's the million dollar question for so many of us. Yeah. It's so important to keep going and keep trying, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you, you know, maybe it was a job promotion or maybe it was a project at work or, you know, a presentation or whatever it may be, a goal that you had, like you said, maybe it's weight loss, whatever it may be. It's hard when you fall short because you experience that array of emotions and you kind of feel, you know, a lot of different things and maybe your self-worth is questioned in that. Um, but the message I want to share is that you can overcome that disappointment and keep it from turning into defeat. And the important thing, there's a couple of important things I want to share, um, when it comes to keep going, cause that is the biggest thing is just keep going. Um, one, look at your community, look at your support system and who are the people that were cheering you on through that? You want those people around you to keep, you know, that moral support and, you know, being planted in good soil. That's so important because then you're going to be able to keep growing and thriving. So, you know, take a moment. I feel that, you know, in my life, my family is my support system. I have amazing friends who, you know, cheer me on in all my endeavors and we've all experienced, especially, you know, in the film industry or in pageantry, a lot of people in that industry, in both those industries, know what it's like to not succeed and not, you know, reach that aspiration. So having a strong support system, having that community that's going to be there for you and kind of cushion that disappointment is so, mm -hmm. so important. So find your tribe, find your community. And those people that will cheer you on when you go again, I, I just think, you know, that's the greatest thing. And if you can do that for someone else, you know, when you know that someone is going towards a goal or something they want to achieve, if you can be that support system, that is so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then kind of other resources as well that you, you know, have turned to, I I'm with you. I turn to people. I turn to my community and my family and my coworkers and the Orion community, you know, that I'm so lucky to be with. Um, you know, what are some other resources that, you know, people could utilize, maybe not necessarily yourself that can help them pick themselves up, brush it off and keep going. One thing that I found that has helped me is journaling as a writer. I feel that it's important to process that experience. And so taking the time, write down your thoughts. I really believe there's power in words. And so, you know, write down what those small wins or those victory laps. I love that, you know, write those down so that you can go back and look at those. Um, like I said, you know, hindsight's 2020. And sometimes we only focus on what went wrong, mm -hmm. but look at what went right and celebrate those. And so journaling, I think is so important for me. It's helped clear my head it's helped clear my thought process and then use that to write down new goals when you actually put pen to paper or you know or write type it on your phone mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm old school i love like you know pen and paper so you know when you actually write that down and set new goals and read redirect where you need to be i think that's powerful and so when you can see that and visualize that visualize Visualization. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I think that 
is powerful as well. And so when you visualize you achieving your goal, I feel like, you know, that motivates you. That's what Olympic athletes do. And, you know, I'm going to compare us all to Olympic athletes, but I feel that it's important that, that you visualize and you see yourself, where do you want to be? What is your five, your 10 year goal? What are the things you want to accomplish? So write them down, visualize it happening. And then, you know, it's the little things every day that add up that you can reach that goal. Yes. And you know, Anne, one of the things that I, I have not done myself, but again, I, I love talking about it and reading more about it is, you know, as I talk about your resume, you know, a lot of people, you know, they focus on what they haven't done. You know, we are our own worst enemy, you know, so to have not only, you know, the things that didn't go right, but also kind of your victory resume. So what are the things that did go well? You know, and again, that's not just today, but what happened really well in your last job? You may not be there anymore, but what happened? Because that's also going to really show you that different path and that diversion within your life to show the victories. What are you really, really good at? And hopefully we can hone in on those a little bit more as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe a lot of the, the listeners today and, you know, the viewers may not relate too much to pageantry, uh, but that's my experience. And so I just want to share a few, a few things, but, um, you know, pageantry is, uh, you know, so much of it is what you see on stage and that mm -hmm. it becomes this visual competition, but it's very much mental and physical. And when you prepare, it is such a mental game to go compete at a national pageant. And so when you don't get that national title, you fall short of it, you know, that's where that disappointment comes in because you've put so much work so much time, so much effort. Um, but one thing that I've learned is, you know, I, when I represented Utah on the national stage, I still was Mrs. Utah and I still had that title to be able to go and make a difference. And so that, you know, is my victory lap. And same with, you know, working in the film industry. I can't tell you how many auditions I have gone on and not gotten and mm -hmm. how many parts that maybe I've missed out on but it's important to remember the things that you did book. And so I've been able to have wonderful experiences with wonderful coworkers on film and commercial sets. And so those are the things that are important to remember, those successes that you had. Mm -hmm. It's so, so easy for our minds to focus on the negative, like you said, and what went wrong and things that we didn't get or you know feel like we may have missed out on. Uh, but I think you know if you look back you know, in your life, there are things that can be celebrated that you did achieve because you put in that effort, you put in that work, you set that success metric for yourself. And so those things need to be celebrated. I, yeah, I love what you said about victory laps and, you know, small wins. Yeah, I think that's so important to fuel us to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and talk a little bit about kind of moving back to the success metric. I think there's obviously goals that are we call them big audacious goals or something that's really, do I dare say far-fetched, that just isn't reasonable. So obviously when we're talking about success metrics, we want it to be something that we can visualize, that we can obtain. And it's not something that is too big, too unknown, you know, that it's just never going to happen. So kind of how do you define that and figure out where that is for yourself? It's so important that, uh, you know, and in the last episode they talked about you know, aspirations where it's kind of this big lofty <laughs> idea and 
you want to be able to to break that down so specifically when we're setting a goal we want to be specific mm -hmm. and so what are things that you can break that down so if my goal um you know let's say if you know i want to you know for an example like i want to run a marathon my husband's trying to train right now that's his goal is to run a marathon i have no aspiration to run a, <laughs> to run a marathon you know kudos to anyone who really does that because it's a hard feat so if that's your your goal your aspiration you can't just go out and run 26 miles you need to break that down so you need to be specific break it down to things that you can do every single day i think success is effort and that effort needs to be consistent so things that you are doing every single day small things and then build that up over time what's something you can achieve in a month and however long it may take your goal everyone's goals and aspirations will be so different but you know break that down be very specific so you know how much can you run every day my husband will sometimes run six or seven miles in a day and work on his time his pacing to be able to achieve that bigger goal so you definitely need to be specific in setting your goals break it down and into smaller time things when i go in for an audition sometimes i may only have a couple days to prepare and i may get my sides and they say okay we um because of our changing world many auditions are self-tape auditions uh, rarely do you go in person for a lot of these jobs and so you know you'll break that down and i'll say okay i have maybe four or five days to learn my sides and you know focus on what i can control i can control my lighting i can control my sound i can focus on you know if i know my sides or not and breaking those things down and that way when i go and submit my self-tape audition i've done all these things on my checklist to be able to say you know what i've put in the input i have given it my all and the output is not up to me but i've done everything that i can to do that and you know and then when you get that call back oh it's so exciting um and then sometimes you'll get an email and it's like not at this time so then we you know which is probably more often than not and so then you just keep going and so you know it's important to break down your success metric and so you know, make it very specific. And that way you can focus on what you can control. And would you say that it's okay to change your success metric? Definitely, definitely. I think as you're going through this trajectory towards your goal, you learn things about yourself. You may learn, you know what, that's not so important. Everyone's sense of accomplishment is going to come from different things and different sources. So what is success to one person may not be the definition of success to another person. So it's important that your definition of success, what makes you feel that sense of achievement comes from within. It will be individualized. And so take a moment to look at what is important to you. How, how do you get that sense of achievement? And you know, if you're going through the process, definitely change if it's maybe not working if you feel that you know what this you know maybe my goal was this and you know life's taken me over here um i can tell you after i got graduated college i started at a tv station just two weeks after and my goal was to be an on-air reporter but my first job in tv was not on air i was behind the scenes i was 
running camera, I was running teleprompter. I was the one getting scripts off the printers for the anchors to read. And then that's where I started. And at that time I was just, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Like, you know, this is great. So, but after doing that job for a little while, you know, I realized I'm like, my goal is here. You know, I want to be able to be an on-air reporter. That's what I went to school for. That's my aspiration. And so during my time, I came in on my days off, you know, I shadowed TV veterans. I had producers look over my scripts that I was writing, look at my copy and eventually moved over to AP, an associate producer. I worked as a producer for the investigative team and, you know, had these opportunities because, you know, I kept putting in that effort. Like I said, effort's so powerful and, and people notice effort. Um, and so, you know, I feel that was recognized and, and eventually I was giving opportunities to report on air and do stories and, you know, worked in television news for about seven years. And when I left that field, I was reporting on air. I was a general assignment reporter. I covered education for a little bit and I was able to achieve that, but it took time mm -hmm. and, you know, effort. And sometimes, you know, I'd write things and I would have, you know, a senior TV reporter or, you know, producer look at it and, you know, they'd mark it all up and hand it back to me. And I felt like, oh, well, this, this was not good at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so you just keep putting in that effort. And, you know, after TV news, I kind of set a new goal, which wasn't really in my mind. It just, because of opportunities covering education, I really felt connected to teachers and principals and the people that I would talk to in the education world. And it led me to go pursue my master's in teaching, uh, which was a new goal. And sometimes, you know, on the way to achieving a goal, you find a new goal. And right. you know, life kind of has these funny paths for us. And so I, I went that route, you know, and got my teaching license and student taught in second grade. And, you know, and that was amazing. And it was just, you never know where life will take you. It's so funny, right. but you know, and as you're working towards these goals, it's okay if something out of the blue comes your way and you can pivot and change. And I think that's the beauty in life is that we can change and we can pivot and we can, you know, take a new path. And that's yeah. where the growth and change comes from is, you know, take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. I think that's so important. And you won't find those opportunities unless you're working towards mm -hmm. something. So, you know, I think it's so important. Just keep going, stay on the path and you never know where that path will lead you. Yes. And, you know, a couple of things popped out to me is, you know, the timeliness of it. It's not something that just dropped in your lap overnight. You know, that passion grew and it took years, you know, for that to happen. And I think so many of us were so in the immediate gratification, you know, stage of our lives. You know, everything is immediate with a good old phone and everything. So, again, you know, allowing time, you know, to really be on our side. It's OK if it doesn't happen overnight. And then, you know, circling back to that your your tribe those that are there to support you again you haven't created this empire for yourself all alone you know there's been a lot of people that you've crossed paths with that are also supporting you even though they may have been you know part of the disappointment at times you know they're there and it, and it, one of the examples that i wanted to bring up is having this conversation with my nine-year-old son um you know on what disappointment really felt like and he felt that for the first time with his soccer coach a couple of weeks ago when he asked his soccer coach why he can't take penalty kicks, it seems like something to me, I didn't understand it. So I had to ask the questions of why is this so important to you? He told me, 
And then he, he told me that his coach said, well, you just need to try harder, you know, and to a nine-year-old, that's a huge, you know, kick to the gut. But again, to him, that was disappointment and he was going down the path of defeat. So we kind of talked through that and then we were trying to figure out, well, now what? Now, how do I get there? What are the next ways to pivot so I can show my coach that I am trying harder um, to try to get there? So again, this, this process doesn't start as adults. You know, we craft these, these experiences for our kids and, you know, it's taken weeks, you know, going back to the timeliness of it, it's taking weeks for him to come back from that and to push the disappointment aside and get out there and find fine tune those skills that he needs in order to take a penalty kick one day, which he doesn't know when that's going to be. So I think, you know, a couple of those different elements that you reiterated is so amazing um, for all of us to remember. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I think, and this is something that applies to everyone. It doesn't matter your age or what stage of life you're in or what your goal is, no matter how small you may think your goal is or how lofty, it applies to everyone because we all are going to experience those stumbling blocks and those setbacks. But what's important is how do you learn and pivot from that? And how do you use that to make yourself better the next go around? Um, yeah, and it's funny you talk about you know timing because I believe you know timing is everything. I believe it has to be a perfect storm when you're going for that, you know that goal, um, just everything coming together, the effort that you put in and you know, and whether or not that, you know, if it's a promotion or something like that, or, you know, a pageant title, even just that perfect storm of that timing. Um, but, you know, all, you know, within the last two, three years, we've all experienced feelings of disappointment with everything else, just our world and everything that has happened. And so I think it's important to really understand, you know, what disappointment is and how we can use it to turn ourselves around. And What's interesting over the last couple of years too, I think is we've experienced, you know, loneliness and disappointment of things not happening or, you know, events being canceled or plans being changed. We all have experienced that, but I think disappointment, it builds resiliency. And that is so, so important because, you know, I think in our world today, you need to be resilient. You need to be able to see things you know, not coming to fruition as you'd hoped, but then using that to keep going. And right now, you know, we all need to keep going, keep growing. And, you know, I think that's a, a very important trait to build is resiliency and, and learning to be resilient when you encounter setbacks mm -hmm. and challenges and disappointments, because it's, you know, it's a theme of life. It's something we all, all encounter and so to be able to deal with that you know and have effective methods and things that you can do to define your success you know create that success metric you know will just serve you in the long run you know and throughout your life yes absolutely and i think you know as you talk about that it just reminds me of you know to reach out for help. You know, that's why we're starting these conversations. And that's why I'm so thrilled always to bring amazing presenters like yourself onto the podcast, because reaching out for help and asking the questions and having those, you know, Orion health coaches or mental wellness people in the background to have those conversations. Um, because again, we're, we're all in this together, you know, and most of the time other people have experienced similar things to ourselves and they can help us out. So again, having the support of others and having your skills and your tip, tri tips and tricks, Anne, is, 
you know, put it in our tool belt so we can whip it out for later, I think is so amazing. Um, so Anne, I know you launched a podcast yourself. I would love for you to invite people to come and listen um, or to reach out to you if they want kind of more information um, in whatever avenue you would like. So how can people follow you? Yeah, I am the host of a podcast called Learn, Lead and Lift. And it's about sharing the stories of women who inspire me and how they've identified their skills, their strengths, their talents, and how they've cultivated those to make a difference in their community and essentially become the leading lady in their own life story. And I think it's important when you see and hear stories of people doing great things and how mm -hmm. they've achieved them and how they have kind of, you know, created this goal or whatever it may be. I think that's really inspiring. And, and I believe that when we uplift one another, we're all elevated and we need that now more than ever. And so, yeah, I'm on Instagram at learn, lead, lift. Uh, you can also find me at Ann Forrester official on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook Ann Forrester and yeah, my podcast, learn, lead and lift. You can find it on um, Spotify and anchor FM. And, you know, I really appreciate you having me a guest um, with Orion and being able to share some of these strategies. And I've really loved the conversations that have preceded me. And I feel like this is a great continuation of that conversation. And, you know, like you said, I think it's so important that if we're, you know, feeling these feelings of disappointment, that it's okay to go and ask for help. And, you know, and maybe you need to find um, professionals that can help you through sort through these feelings and see if maybe there's something else that's underlying through all of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now more than ever, we need community and support. And so, yeah, if there are, you know, things that maybe you need to reach out to someone, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's more than okay. Um, yeah. You know, it's encouraged. <laughs> Absolutely. It sure is. Yeah. And I think your podcast is kind of the next evolution of this conversation as well. Um, you inspire me, obviously, which is why I invited you to be on today. And I'm sure you've got some other people's attention as well. Um, so oh, I'm excited you. that you were able to fit this into your schedule, your family life, all the things you're doing. But and I really appreciate you being on. Um, and for those listeners that are here, um, next month, we are going to be um, cycling back to more of the physical health. We'll be talking about the gut, which unfortunately is all something that we have to deal with on the regular basis. So though it's not habits, maybe it'll form a habit about how to take care of your gut, if you will. But again, feel free to follow Anne in any of those different methods. And Anne, hats off to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Have a fantastic day. Thank you.